You're listening to Idaho Sports Talk with Prater in the Ball Game on Sports Radio 95.3 FM and 1350 AM. The Ticket. What's going on and welcome. We hope it's your favorite sports talk radio program, Idaho Sports Talk. We're Prater in the Ball Game saying what's going on at 5.03 on Prater. A historic day. It is 70 degrees outside. This is the first 70-degree-plus day of 2022, and hopefully the first of many. But, Prater, what a beautiful day it is outside. What a wonderful day to be on the air with you. Oh, I wish we were outside. We're in the studio. It's okay to be in the studio, but, yeah, it'd be nice. 70-degrees ball game. Woo-hoo, Just baby. One more hour, we're out of here, and we'll experience some of this wonderful weather. But until we do that, how about talking to a basketball savant? Yes. A defensive mastermind yes assistant coach boise state men's basketball mike burns on our fat guys fresh deli hotline right now coach welcome once again to idaho sports talk second time we've had you we can't wait to talk hoops but first and foremost congratulations on a fantastic season it must have been one heck of a ride for you the staff and everybody involved coach welcome well thanks guys thanks for having me on and uh yeah it was I mean, it was, you know, obviously once the dust settled, it's it's probably the greatest, you know, basketball season in Boise State basketball history. So to be a part of that, you just feel, you pinch yourself and you feel really fortunate. And uh, we were just so blessed to coach an unbelievable group of young men that just, uh, you know, I mean, it's, you look at Boise State football over the years and Bronco basketball over the years and, and you know, when people look at our brand, they think of things like, you know, togetherness, teamwork, toughness, and this team exemplified all of those things. So they were just a phenomenal group to coach. Coach, before we dive into March Madness, just I'm curious, you know, you guys put so much time and energy into that season when it ends. How long does it take you personally? Are you talking 72 hours to kind of get that gut punch feeling out of your stomach? You know, uh, this, yeah, I mean, it was, it was just quick. You know, it was the game against Memphis was, uh, a whirlwind of emotions. I mean, you know, you look at our season and we'd never faced a deficit of that size at any point during this season. I mean, I think that speaks volumes to the toughness and consistency that our guys played with, but to go from that deficit at halftime and then fight your way all the way back and, and we, you know, everybody in that huddle at the under four media timeout was convinced we're going to win that game. And then you don't win it and it's over so suddenly. And then, you know, in the NCAA tournament, I mean, when your game ends, it's not like they give you the, okay, well, your flight's out tomorrow at two. I mean, you're, you're in your locker room. There's media responsibilities. You go from the media responsibilities back to the hotel. You got an hour and a half and then you're on a charter going home. And so it does end abruptly. And, um, uh, that, that is, you know, that's a, a lot of emotions to deal with in a very short period of time. But it was, there was a two-day period where you just kind of like literally let the air out. And yeah. I, I mean, I slept for about 14 straight hours uh, when I got back to Boise because I was exhausted. <laughs> uh, coach Burns, defensive coordinator, assistant coach there, Boise State men's basketball with us. Let's get to the tournament, Coach. And you know, you've coached all over the country. Coaches, you guys all know each other. You're all related somehow. I want to get your thoughts on Gonzaga versus Arkansas. This is about 24 hours from tip-off, Coach. And 
I know you're close to the Gonzaga program, and you've studied Coach Musselman over there with Arkansas now before. How do you see that game playing out tomorrow, Coach? Well, I mean, you know, the first thing I always do, because I am kind of a numbers geek, and, and, and I'll look at the metrics of it. And Gonzaga is the number one rated offensive efficiency team in the country. And so uh, what they do extremely well, conversely, Arkansas is pretty good at as well. It's because Arkansas is 14th in defensive efficiency. So, uh, you know, I think it's going to be kind of a, uh, a test of will, so to speak. And uh, I think that's where uh, – you know, I just think you got to give the edge to the Zags because they can beat you in multiple ways. They can beat you inside. They can beat you uh, outside. And uh, they just have an ability as an offensive team to do so many different things at such a high level that to prepare for them and defeat them is, is going to be a huge challenge. And I don't – I see them winning that game. I really do. We're talking to Boise State basketball coach, assistant basketball coach Mike Burns, getting you ready for March Madness. Coach, how is this Gonzaga team built slightly different to the point where it can actually accomplish the mission that they came up just one game short last year? Is, is this team a little bit better? Uh, I'm not so sure that they're better, but I also think their path, just the way it's laid out, might work a little bit you know, might work in their favor. I mean, I, you know, you get to the final four, all those teams obviously are going to be elite. Um, I just, you know, it was funny. We have a great deal of respect for Memphis after having played them and they're enormously athletic and their metrics from February 1st, moving forward, they were top 13, 14 in the country in both offense and defense. So we did not play a number nine seed in that NCAA tournament for all intents and purposes. The team we played was a two or a three seed and Gonzaga felt exactly the same way. And for them to go into that game and face the deficit that they faced, and for Timmy, Timmy to do what he did in the second half yeah. versus how he played in the first half, that was really impressive. So he's one of those guys that he's a special college player. And you look over the years at a lot of those special players that have played college basketball and have had success like that. Uh, more often than not, they end up they end up wearing the crown because it just works out that way. And and I really believe that when you have him and Hol- Holmgren, who's a a unicorn at the four spot, uh, Nebhart is one of the best point guards in college basketball, and and they're going to need you know Strother and a couple of those other perimeter players to really step up and make shots. But I think they will, and I really think this. You know, I think this might be the year that they break through and get it done. You know, Coach Burns, you've been in the big sky. Now you're in the Mountain West. You've been, I believe, in the WCC, Big West, I should say. Um, We have Arizona, Gonzaga, and UCLA. Three Western region teams still in this thing. Western team hasn't cut down the net since 1997 with your boy, Lute Olsen. Is this the year? Is Is there a good chance this year? One of those three teams is the champ, Coach. You just talked about Gonzaga. Where do Arizona and UCLA fit into that? Well, yeah, I mean, that's the crazy thing is I think, you know, obviously, you know, how 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 surreal would it be to see Tommy Lloyd and Mark Few face off for a <laughs> NCAA championship? I mean, that's just, you know, for those of us that are close to them and have known them for as long as, you know, a lot of us have, it would just be, that would be a, uh, you know, a mind-blowing deal to see those two. But Arizona really is the other team, I think, that they have the size 
and they've got the scoring punch. And in Matherin, they probably have the most explosive player in college basketball. And so if there's a team that I'm picking that Gonzaga's really going to have to kind of deal with, it's Arizona. And, and, and yet Arizona's got an extraordinarily tough one on their hand with, you know, hands with Houston this weekend. So um, it's going to be interesting. And then UCLA, I think they're starting to play their best basketball. You know, I, and I think it's, I think they're very similar to how they were last year in the sense that, you know, they had a couple, couple patches this year during the conference season where guys were hurt, nicked up, they lost a couple. But they're starting to play their best basketball at the right time. And you, you know that Mick Cronin's going to get his team to defend. And if those guys start clicking offensively, I mean, they're going to be as tough and out as anybody. Coach Burns, you know as well as anybody that there are two camps when they follow the NCAA tournament. The, ty- the side that loves the Blue Bloods and wants Kentucky to play Duke in the national championship, and then there's the other group that wants Iowa State to play St. Peter's, just because it's th- this underdog story in this tournament is a beautiful thing sometimes. Where do you sit? Let's talk about your feelings. St. Peter's, do you what? want him to go all the way? Do you want him to lose? What do you feel about the underdog in the Sweet 16? Well, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm an underdog guy. I mean, I'm an underdog. You're talking to an underdog. So I always, I always got to... I, I always have a warm spot in my heart for the underdogs. I mean, I think the hard, cold fact is uh, it's going to be an extraordinarily tough road to hoe for St. Peter's with Purdue because they're just extraordinarily talented. They have tremendous size. You know, Jaden Ivey is like, if, if Matherin isn't the most explosive perimeter player, then Ivey is Agree. remaining in the tournament. So with, with that, it's going to be hard. But, you know, there are some matchups like Texas Tech-Duke, to me, is a phenomenal matchup because you look at the metrics of those two teams. I mean, Texas Tech is 46th in offense, but first in defense. Duke is 43rd in defense, but fourth in offense. So those are two teams that are going to take their strengths, greatest strengths, and they're going to butt heads, and it's going to be a great college basketball game, and and as is Iowa State and Miami. So those are, I think, the way the – brackets have laid out and the and the eight games that are going to be a ava- uh, uh, that we're going to see this weekend i mean every one of those games has a chance to be an epic you know college basketball game that you remember for years to come coach burns a lot of times in college basketball the coaches are the stars not so much the players and you see a star-studded lineup of coaches still left you know the the kelvin sampson's obviously went to the final four last year but Mike Krzyzewski, and you've been a basketball coach a long time, and you've probably looked up to Coach K, and you've probably heard all these Coach K stories. And has it hit you yet that, you know, the next time Duke loses, that's it for Coach K? And because of that, are you maybe, you know, on a sentimental level, kind of pulling for Duke or Coach K to, to go as far as they can in this thing? Well, I mean, he is, he's one of the legends of our game, obviously. And, and uh, you know, I've had a chance. And the, one of the things I have done since the our season has ended is I, as I've watched those ACC, you know, all tourney or, or tournament documentaries that are on the ACC network. And those, if the viewing public out there, listening public ha- wants to watch some great basketball stuff, those things are phenomenal. There's like 10 episodes that take you from the beginning of the ACC tournament, you know, in the early fifties to present day. And, and, uh, and there's been a lot of stuff, obviously, about Coach K in those documentaries. And so I've grown up in this game kind of as as he's 
been doing all the great things that he's been doing. And, you know, I started coaching with, you know, when Hurley and Leitner and all those guys were, you know, providing their magic and winning championships. And so um, he's someone obviously that's going to be sorely missed. And, uh, you know, I, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see him do well, but i tell you what, I, I, I wouldn't hurt my heart one bit if the boys from Spokane were able to upend <laughs> him in the, in the, with a chance yeah. to go to the final four. Cause I, we, you know, all of us in our office root like hell for the Zags and, and Coach Few and, and his staff, and, and uh, they're, they're deserving. And, I, you know, like I said earlier, I, I hope this is their time because they've got a great team and they've got a great program and, and they deserve it. Coach Burns, I don't want to put you on the spot, especially since we'd love to have you back next week to analyze the Final Four, but uh, who's going to the Final Four? I mean, if I'm picking right now, and I, and again, I'm I'm, you know, I'm not the best prognosticator because a lot of times my heart gets in the way of my head. But I'm going to pick Gonzaga. <laughs> I'm going to pick Arizona. I'm going to go with the Kansas Jayhawks, and I'm going to pick uh, the Purdue Boilermakers uh, as well. So I think those four have just those four teams have been. I mean, obviously great programs, but they've played well throughout the year, and they're all playing pretty well right now, and so. Those are my picks. That being said, if you're a betting man, I'd probably bet against every one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, uh, you know, I, I don't wager, but if I did, I'm yeah. sure I'd be uh, – there's a reason. So, to- totally. No, I like those four teams. And, and like I said, I think, uh, I, think, I think Gonzaga, you know, this year, I'm just hoping that they can get it across the finish line and get it done. And if not them, then I hope Tommy gets one at Arizona. Yeah, Coach, I'm looking. I want I want Gonzaga versus Arizona. I want the Leon Rice, you know, heart-tugging game. You know, he's known Tommy yeah. as long as he's known Mark Few just about. And, oh, that would just be, for me, so much fun. And I like your Final Four. If we get that, that's going to be a ratings dream, I think. Uh, Mike Burns, I uh, love having you on. And before we get you out of here, just one last quick one, Coach. We were talking mm-hmm. about developing a concert series uh, before or after Boise State football games, either there on the DeChevro practice field or maybe even on the blue after a day mm-hmm. football game. And you know you've been in the music business. You've worked for promotions like Nirvana and Pearl Jam and all these huge names. You were right there, you told us, right when the grunge scene started in Seattle, you were a part of it. So based on your musical background, what would be a band or two that if you heard the, this band was coming to do what we said, you would be like, holy smokes, that's big time. Well, I know that uh, some of the members of Pearl Jam are, are huge basketball guys, so we'd be more than happy to offer up uh, Extra Mile Arena and our practice facility for them to <laughs> run around and play in while they're filling uh, Bronco Stadium with 38,000 people. So I'm sure if we throw a call out to Bob Carney, he could get on that one. And if we don't get that one done, we have to get the Dave Matthews band on the blue. I mean, those things, uh, they just make sense. Uh, in, in a huge way uh, musically so those are two that are near and dear my heart and and you know obviously Soundgarden isn't the same without Mr. Cornell and nah. uh, uh you know some of the other but but those two uh I've seen many many times and they're elite boy I mean if you've ever been to a Dave Matthews show that is a that is a three hour three and a half hour experience that you won't forget and the same thing with Pearl Jam so um I think the Broncos should look into uh, trying to uh, 
to facilitate? Because Garth Brooks was a success, so why can't we replicate that? Good question. Prater will probably be better answer that than I would. But those might be long <laughs> shots. Maybe we can get Soundgarden now that there's sadly no more Chris Cornell. But, uh, yeah, Coach, appreciate, appreciate the feedback there, and uh, hopefully we can talk to you down the road. Thanks, Coach Burns. No, appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me on. And, and again, thanks for your support throughout the year. It was a magical ride, and, and all you guys were a part of it. And, uh, you know, that we got great coverage and great support, and it means a ton to our to our team and to our program. So appreciate it. Awesome. That's Coach Burns, assistant coach, Boise State men's basketball. And, uh, yeah, Brandon, a little bit of long shot there for uh, some of those uh, concerts, but, man, you know, maybe Pearl Jam will reconsider if we can open up the practice facility for them. Well, I mean, they could come here as a regular concert. It wouldn't be for a post-game football concert. Gotcha. But, yeah, uh, yeah they could, you know, they could do a summer. You know, There's no reason why that couldn't happen for a, a summer concert series. Absolutely. I love it. Hey, the 25K payday returns Monday, March 28th. All you have to do is listen. They'll tell you when to call. You call. You say the magic word. You have a chance to win $100, and then... 25,000. That's going to be fun. JP, we have another t shirt to give away. So you guys keep calling 208 424 9300. JP, you want caller number seven. Caller number John Elway. Call that number. JP's going to hook you up with a t shirt. We come back, we'll hop on some soapboxes. Prater in the ballgame.